Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition, uh, July edition of Facebook Live. Thank you for joining me. We just have so much going on here at Creek Carrier and Schaefer Trucking, a lot of real exciting things. And today, I'm just going to get right to the next exciting thing. And that is, yes, the third pay increase for 2018. We're so proud to announce that effective September 1st, we are going to do a two cent pay increase for all of our random national over the road drivers uh, out there. And remember, that's per practical mile. We're also going to do a two cent pay increase for our Mid-South, our Midwest, and our Southeast regional fleets. And we're doing pay increases for many of our other um, regional and dedicated fleets. For those of you, those are some smaller fleets. The pay increases may be a little different. So please, if you're on one of those fleets, contact your fleets folks for details on that. This announcement is just on the backs of our announcement last week of a significant pay increases for our Walmart dedicated drivers, anywhere from two to eight cents for those drivers, depending on if they're home daily, home weekly, if they're in Cheyenne, Walmart, or Cheyenne, North Platte, uh, Mankato, Paul's Valley. So just a ton of exciting things going on. And so we're so happy we're able to uh, share this pay increase news with you, but it's not over there. We have a couple other compensation adjustments I wanna tell you all about. We're also increasing our short haul pay. We have been increasing overall our length of haul year over year on the, on the Schaefer side, we're up about 70 miles. On the Crete side, we're up 30 miles, but we still have those times where we T-call a load for service or sometimes we have a shorter load we need you to pick up and deliver for us. And so we do appreciate you doing that. We know that can take sometimes more time per mile uh, than the longer haul loads, so we're gonna increase that short haul compensation. That compensation will be if your trip is zero to 150 miles, in addition to your mileage pay, you will now get $65. If that trip is from 150 to 100, 151 to 175 miles, you're now gonna get $50 in addition to your mileage pay. And if that trip is from 176 miles to 200 miles, you will get an additional $45 on top of your mileage pay. So really improving that short haul pay. We haven't increased that for a number of years, so it was time for us to do that. On top of that, we're also increasing our hourly detention pay. We're moving it up to $15 per hour where it's currently at 12. Again, our goal is that you're not detained anywhere, and we have worked hard with our customers to get uh, the better, best freight that's out there. We've improved our drop and hook percentage on both the Crete and Schaefer side, but occasionally we still run into those occasions where you do get detained. Um, we work hard to get you out of there as soon as possible, but we know you deserve uh, more per hour for that time you are detained. Finally, with that increase in detention, we'll increase the maximum daily uh, pay you can get for detention to $150 as well as our layover pay to $150. So a lot of exciting pay improvements coming along. But now for something a little bit different and out of the box from us uh, here at Creek Care and Schaefer Trucking. We are implementing effective October 1st, a new safe driver productivity pay. So for all of our random over the road drivers out there that get paid by the mile, we're gonna get it, start a quarterly bonus. Uh, the first quarter will start October 1st and end December 31st. And for all of you Crete drivers out there, um, random over the road drivers that run over 30,000 miles in the quarter, you will get an additional two cents per mile for each mile you ran. So going back from mile one all the way up to if you run 33,000 miles over the quarter, you'll get it on all 33,000 miles. For our Schaefer drivers, you will get two cents per mile for all miles um, if once you hit 28,800 miles. So again, if you run 31,000 miles, you'll get two cents for every one of those miles. And this, unlike a lot of other those bonus programs that other companies may have out there, we want this to be straightforward, a bonus program you can earn. The only caveat is that we do need you to be a safe driver, of course. 
So if at any time during the quarter, your safety points are at 12 or more, you will not be eligible for the bonus. Um, we know that most of you are, are very good drivers and, and hitting safe, uh, being, being below 12 um, safety points is something you can safely accomplish out there and can do. So we know this is a bonus that if you run the miles, you will be able to earn. The bonus will be paid uh, at the beginning of the next quarter at the same time that your second uh, full pay period paycheck would be paid. So we need a little bit of time at the end of the quarter to uh, obviously get your miles together, look at your uh, uh, safe driving record, your points, uh, and then to certainly get that paid to you. So we'll get it out there generally within you know 15 days or so after the end of the quarter is when that'll be. And the, the last thing is, of course, you need to be uh, still employed with us at the time the bonus is paid in order to receive it. So something new and exciting there for you. And uh, we hope that will, you know, certainly we do appreciate all the drivers and the hard work you do out there, particularly those that are spending more time out on the road, running more miles, and certainly you deserve that additional pay. So excited to announce that. So when you take a look at all of this and we look back at, at 2018, our over the road drivers in effect are getting a seven cent pay increase this year uh, when you combine the, the base mileage pay with the additional compensation pay uh, for short haul, um, the, the other layover pay, increase in that, and the increase in detention pay, and the bonus on top of that, the effective overall increase is seven cents per mile. If you look at it on a percentage basis, that's about a 15 to 17% increase over where we were for compensation last year at this time. You know, we're so proud um, to continue to be one of the top paying carriers out there. You know, this is a good time for drivers, a uh, good time to be in the trucking industry. And really, you know, so I've had some people in other industries ask me, wow, you have pay going so much up so much in your business, why is that? And it really is because you are hardworking individuals out there and for a number of years, you, uh, you've not been recognized for that and we haven't been able to get our customers to recognize the challenges you have and pay us the rates we need in order to be able to pay you the amount of compensation you have. Good thing is this year, we're working hard with our customers, they're understanding that, we're able to get the rate increases and we're passing those along to you. Now, on top of that 15 to 17% overall um, per mile pay increase that you're all getting, the other great thing is we're seeing miles continue to be up for you each and every day. Right now, our average miles are up about eight to 10 miles per day per driver over the same time last year. So not only are you getting more pay per mile, you're getting more miles per day. So we really appreciate everything you're doing out there for you. We're really proud that we're able to uh, bring these pay increases to you because certainly you've deserved it because it, the other thing is as I mentioned we have to work with our customers to get these increases and if you did not provide the safe timely service that you do um, you wouldn't be able to uh, we wouldn't be able to get these raises for you I just want to note quickly I forgot to mention this at the beginning while I'm doing Facebook live today this is the first time I've actually had an audience so I'm in a room here with an audience and so if you hear a little background noise uh, it, it's uh, my good friends here listening uh, and in a minute, uh, when I get to the question and answer portion, I'll certain take, certainly take questions from all of you out there uh, in the Facebook world, but I'll take some from the audience here as well. Now, uh, we do need to continue to grow. Um, now, there's lots of opportunity out there, and I've talked about growth before, and at times I have some of you ask, well, why do we want to grow? It just means, you know, that's less loads for me. I can tell you that's not the case. The more loads that we can obtain from our customers, the more loads we can commit to, that's more opportunities for you. For example, right here in Lincoln today, um, I think we probably had about 45 drivers um, landing here in Lincoln today and needed loads out of here. 
that's 45 drivers with 45 distinct needs going, you know, 45 different directions or 45 different hours on their clocks, those types of things that we need to match up. So we need to have 45 loads to have that opportunity to have. If we had 60 drivers here today, we'd have 60 loads. So that's 15 different opportunities for one load that may match up exactly what you need. It may be that load from Lincoln to Dallas, Texas that gets you home. It may be that load from you know, Lincoln to Marietta, Georgia that gets you home. So having more loads means more opportunity to fit your needs and to get you where you need to be and use all of your time wisely. So please do help us grow. Uh, and to continue to help us grow, we are going to continue what we announced earlier, which is the double referral bonus. That means uh, rather than you being paid $1,000 that we typically pay for a driver that you refer to us and we hire, we are going to pay you $2,000. And we're going to extend that referral, double referral bonus to September 30th of this year. So any driver that you refer and we get hired on by September 30th, you will get a $2,000 referral bonus. So some more additional compensation for all of you out there. As I mentioned, we just have a ton of things going on uh, here at uh, Creek Carrier and Schaefer Trucking. Um, in addition to these pay increases, you know, last week we also just announced we implemented the optional per diem pay program. Uh, appreciate the input we received on that. Again, we worked hard uh, to try to get this up and running uh, as quickly as possible because I know many of you will get a, a great tax benefit from this. So some of the feedback we're getting from the program I wanted to share with you. The, the number one question I get is, first of all, is why is Creek Carrier and Schaefer Trucking doing this? We haven't had a per diem program uh, in the past. Um, we said, you know, you're better off taking that deduction on your own and us paying you your full mileage pay. Why are you changing that? Well, the reason we're changing that is as effective of uh, January 1 this year due to the tax law changes that took place last December, you no longer can take that personal deduction. So in order for you to get tax relief for your meal expenses on the road, you have to have a per diem program. Now, we had to work because there's many IRS regulations and, and rules that we have to follow in order to have a qualified per diem program. So it took us a while to get it together, but it's together. We sent out the information last week. Hopefully you've uh, seen a, a memo uh, describing that. I know in that memo, we've asked you to, to take a look at your situation, to consult your tax advisors, and to try to get back to us and whether you want to enroll in the program by August 3rd. I know that's a relatively short period of time. We did that because many of you wanted the program to start as fast as possible. What I will tell you, for those of you who are unable to decide, you haven't been able to talk to your tax advisors or look at your own personal situation before August 3rd, we will still let you enroll in the program after August 3rd. But I can tell you, if it's beneficial to you, the sooner you enroll, the better. And if as many of you as you can enroll by August 3rd, that would help us from an administrative standpoint. A few of the other questions I received about the per, per diem pay program is, you know, how much per diem pay uh, will I get? And again, that goes by, essentially we have to calculate that by the number of days you're typically out on the road during a year. And then that's lumped into um, an average by fleet. So it depends by what fleet you're on. Typically our over the road drivers, so if you're an RDO, uh, 6, 12, 21, uh, I'll take that back. If you're already on 12, 21 or above, you're going to be able to take 14 cents in um, per diem pay. If you're a regional driver, RDO 6 driver, um, a lot of our dedicated fleet drivers that aren't home nightly, um, you'll probably get 12 cents in per diem pay. But again, please talk to your fleet manager. They'll be able to give you that specific amount. If you're a paid 
by the day, you are not eligible for per diem given some of the guidelines that um, the IRS has. And primarily it's because we need to ensure that you're out overnight a certain amount of days in the year. All right, a few other per diem questions I've, I've received. What is the one cent um, administrative uh, deduction and who does that go to? Well, the one cent administrative deduction is a cost offset. It's what happens when we administer a per diem program, we had to hire a third party pro person to be able to create the program that qualifies with the DOT regulations. Then they have to do monthly testing to ensure that we continue to qualify. We, so we have to pay them a, a, a small fee for that on a monthly basis. Uh, we then have our internal administration costs of administering the program itself, uh, the, paper, the paperwork, the insured compliance with the um, IRS regulations on a monthly basis, et cetera. But the biggest portion of that cost is really what is a shifting uh, of the taxes from um, you as an employee to us as the employer. So when you get paid by per diem, you're going to pay less taxes. That's just how it works out. Well, the government wants to recover some of that. And so when we pay you in per diem, we do not get the deduction for the full amount of the per diem, and we don't get the wage deduction that we would get if we we're paying you that as wages. So what we lose in that deduction is that administrative is in that administrative cost too. So that really does equal a penny, and we're passing that, that cost through exactly at a penny. Now you will see, and some of you have been at other carriers where they charge an administrative fee of two or three cents. I can tell you in our experience, that's more than what it costs. And so I think there are some carriers, and that's one of the reasons why we haven't liked per diem programs, where they're taking some of your tax savings and shift it over, over to savings for them. We're not doing that. This is a pure cost uh, pass-through on that. So hopefully that clarifies that. If you have any more questions on that, please talk to your fleet manager or give me a call and I'll try to clarify that even more. A couple other quick questions on uh, per diem. Uh, are teams able to take per diem? Yes. And if only one team member wants to elect it, that's possible as well. Uh, so team members, this is also available for you. And if one member wants to opt in, the other one doesn't, that's fine too. We'll work with you on that. We'll show you exactly how it works for each of you. A um, couple other questions on this. If a driver transfers from one fleet to another, do they have to re-elect? The answer on that is um, no. Uh, if you've elected per diem and you transfer, say, from the national fleet to a re regional or dedicated fleet, we'll keep you on per diem, but the amount may be adjusted, and that'll be automatically adjusted to the fleet that you move to. Now, if you move to a fleet that's not eligible for per diem, then you will automatically be taken off the per diem plan. Few other questions about um, if you're filling in on this. Um, you got a per diem question there for me? Okay. Okay. All right. A few other uh, uh, questions on per diem. Um, I, if you are on the national fleet, for example, and you help us out by filling in on a dedicated fleet, such as um, the Walmart, a Walmart dedicated fleet, will that change your per diem? No, it doesn't. Um, you are on the national fleet uh, just because you may be running a specific type of freight for a period of time, that does not make you ineligible for per diem or change your per diem rate. Uh, your, your rate of per diem is based upon the permanent fleet that you are on. So good question there. And then the other thing is, if a driver is off, say he's off on vacation or taking a 34 hour restart, does that stop their per diem? The answer to that is, is no. Um, the way the per diem program works when it's administered by the carrier is that we look at the average number of nights out on the fleet that you're on 
and that's what we have to base our um, per diem pay on. So if an individual driver happens in one month to be off for eight or nine days, but the average for the fleet is being off five or six, we still can take per diem for that driver because the IRS, because we set up a qualified program as we did, they're not gonna look at each individual driver, they're gonna look at the average for that fleet. So don't be concerned that if you're taking vacation or you're taking a 34 hour restart, that you're not gonna be able to have per diem for that day, that week, that month. It's looking more at an average over time. So those are, I think are the number of uh, per diem questions I have had. If there are any more per diem questions, feel free to send them in and I'll try to, to answer them. A couple other good things we've got going on here I've mentioned before is Best Pass. Um, we are getting that set up and just got word that um, our toll authorities have accepted that and now we'll do, start doing testing here in a couple weeks. And our goal is to roll that out to the entire fleet this fall. Again, that will help us in areas of the country where um, our current pass provider, our toll pass provider doesn't um, um, provide uh, automatic tolls. So in uh, Oklahoma, up in the Northwest and some other places, uh, that should help you out when you're running through those tolling authorities. Um, let me see a couple other things I want to talk about here. PeopleNet, I think many of you heard that we have been testing PeopleNet. I want to say thank you to the 150 drivers that are testing those units for us. We've been testing them now for about a month, uh, and we have about two more weeks in our test period. I can tell you the feedback has been very positive. I was just talking to a driver earlier today on the unit itself, um, the, the unit that Pe PeopleNet has provided. It's very user-friendly. It's certainly up-to-date technology. Uh, it's been consistent for us. We have had some challenges, just like you do in any test. Uh, the biggest challenge has not been the, the units themselves. It's been the integration with the, our back office systems. You know, we have a lot of information that flows back and forth. So we need to make sure we get uh, all the bugs worked out on that. And I think we're really close to that. Um, and we're gonna find out in these last two weeks of the test uh, and then make a decision uh, on if the test has gone well. I've talked before why we're looking at uh, PeopleNet and why we need to move forward in technology. So I won't go through that again. Uh, but we'll be making a final decision here in the next uh, pr probably two to three weeks. And once we do, I'm sure to update you on, on that decision and what the ultimate plan is for us for our mobile comm system. Again, a reminder uh, and a thank you. Uh, we were recently awarded the Kimberly Clark Excellence in Service Award. This is a new award they created. It's their top service award that they've ever had for a, a trucking company. And that's all because of all of our team members. It's all of our drivers out there. It's all of our shop workers maintaining our equipment and our trailers. And it's all of our office and sales folks and other folks working together to help service our customers. So you should be proud of that. We're very proud of that and we thank you for that. Just a couple of things here before I open it up for questions. You know, we're, we have a lot of great things going on. Uh, we're, we're, we're sharing uh, the, uh, the benefits of the market with you. We're, we're helping you get the, the pay you deserve. I just ask that you also help us, help us control our costs. One of the big costs that has gone up year over year is fuel. Uh, many of you know that, that fuel is up about 25% year over year. So please do help us control our costs in that. Please use the fuel, fuel solutions we send you. I know sometimes there, there may be um, a challenge or a, or a glitch in a fuel solution. If that's the case, please call in. Uh, we'll work through on that. We may need to get you a fuel solution uh, that works uh, um, better or is better correct is correct for your situation. And then idle. Idle is, uh, is very costly, uh, but we know at the same time you need to be comfortable in your truck and we do expect there to be idle, of course. We just ask you to manage your idle as best you can so that you're safe out on the road and comfortable out on the road. 
but please um, try to avoid excess idling to the extent possible as that's very costly. And um, you know, obviously if we don't control costs, we're not gonna be able to uh, share those driver compensation increases with you. Last thing, I just please ask you that um, help your fellow drivers out in a couple key ways. One of those is if you're dropping a trailer and it has any sort of maintenance issue, please call into the road call center and let them know so they can get that uh, taken care of before the next driver has to come pick up that trailer. And I had a special request today from this group here. If you're dropping a loaded trailer, please don't crank the dollies all the way down so the next driver has to go in low gear and crank it down to get it hooked up. Uh, I know that can be very challenging and frustrating for, uh, for the next driver. So please help your fellow drivers out, do those small things and we'll all continue to be the best trucking company we can be out there. At this point, I'm gonna take a few questions. So let me uh, look at these and see. So I got a question about, you know, what dedicated fleets will this apply to? Well, there, we have a lot of different dedicated fleets, so I'm not gonna go through those specifically. Um, certainly one of those is the, the Kellogg's dedicated fleet, that that was a question about. We are gonna do pay increase on that, similar to the national rate of pay. But if you please contact your fleet manager or your project manager, depending where you're on, they'll give you the exact details. You know, on dedicated fleets, we do have to work with the customers. You know, we've been, uh, as I said, getting, uh, working with our customers, improving our rates. Uh, you know, our largest customer are our national fleet customers. And so that's where we've been working with them to get them. We're working with the dedicated customers as well. As I just mentioned, the Walmart, uh, we're able to get um, rate increases there and have passed that along. Some other dedicated fleets were doing the same thing. I know we're working hard on some of the Georgia Pacific and other dedicated fleets to make that happen as well. So please uh, contact your fleet manager and they'll give you the detail of that. We know all of you are important. All of you deserve more. We're gonna get what uh, we can for you. Couple more questions here. Um, are, eligible, are, are dedicated fleets eligible for the safe driver productivity bonus? Uh, no, not at this point. This is for our random over-the-road drivers. This is for recognizing those drivers who are making the sacrifice of being away from home, typically weeks at a time, uh, and certainly a way to um, reward them uh, for what they're doing for us all. Again, the dedicated fleets were really somewhat constricted on what you can do for miles by, by what the uh, dedicated fleet freight is there. Certainly, your in-service, your productivity, you managing your time can affect your own miles. Uh, and so we need you to manage that as best as you can, and we do understand that. Uh, but these, we have to look at those on a contract by contract, fleet by fleet basis. So at this point, that uh, safe driver productivity bonus is applying just to our random fleets. Are owner operators eligible for these pay increases? Yes, uh, the owner operators, uh, random owner operators are certainly eligible for all of these same pay increases. Uh, they will be eligible also for the safe driver productivity bonus uh, and a few other things we are changing. So I encourage you, to, to um, uh, look uh, at the memo that we're providing out there and contact the owner operator management team in order to be able to get that. I'm now gonna take a question from the audience here as I've been taking some from the Facebook Live audience. I'm gonna take it from one in the room here. Yes, sir. First of all, thank you for all the increases. Um, the people net, is it gonna have GPS? So just, uh, I'm gonna repeat that so the people out there on the Facebook Live can understand it. And first off, uh, uh, the gentleman noted uh, said, thank you for the pay increase. So. Uh, thank you for helping us get the pay increase. If it wasn't for all of you and for the service you provide, we wouldn't be able to do that. So it's a team here, and so uh, we do appreciate the gratitude, but we're also thankful for all of you. The question then was, is with the PeopleNet, will we be getting truck routing GPS? Uh, at this point, we are not. Um, so the, G the truck routing GPS is available on Omnitracks and on PeopleNet at this point. We're getting the PeopleNet uh, system put in and we're, we're starting out with it with all of 
essentially the same features we have today and a few more because it's very important that it can do the basics. And so as you can do convert to a new system, we want to make sure it can do all the basics first, okay? So that's what it, that's what we're starting out with. It has some other features that we will test over time. It's got drive-wise, it's got, it's got the routing, it's got some other uh, pre-pass features and other things that we may be able to look at and use on it. But right now we're going with the base system with essentially starting out with what we have today and then we'll build on that over time. One thing I can tell you, we have generally not um, purchased the GPS systems for a couple of reasons. One, they're really pretty expensive for us as a carrier. Um, to, to buy and put in every truck because they charge a monthly fee for that. And our experience has been we have good drivers that plan their trips, plan their routes, do very well. We hire mostly experienced drivers, and most of you don't need it. Uh, and where it is needed at times is for generally that last mile. You know, you know, you know, where to, you know how to get from, uh, from Lincoln to Philadelphia. It's where do you get those last 10 miles in Philadelphia. And some of the GPS systems still aren't even the greatest at that. They, they've gotten much better, don't get me wrong, but um, certainly um, you know, that's where we understand it's needed. So we, haven't, uh, we, we have to balance out the cost of that with what else we provide to you as a driver, whether it's more pay increases, take that, take that expense and put it in your pay and you decide, should I purchase my own GPS and use that if I need it, or I'm a driver that doesn't want to rely on GPS. So we leave that up right now up to the individual driver we take what we're saving by not buying that and putting that into your pack. Good question. Let me take another one here. Um, uh, again, the question was raised, they missed it. How much is the increase and will we raise the pay cap? So uh, I'll answer the second one first, it's pretty easy. Yes, we're raising the pay cap for the fleets uh, that are getting the pay increases by the same amount of the pay increase. So for all of our long-term drivers out there that are at that pay cap, we appreciate what you do and yes, you're getting that. Uh, pay increase as well. Again, the pay increase is two cents per practical mile uh, for all of our over-the-road uh, random fleets, two cents for the Midwest, the Mid-South, the Southeast Regional, uh, and then again some of the other uh, dedicated regional fleets. There are some pay changes taking place and please contact your fleet manager for those exact pay changes. I just want to make a point here about, I, I mentioned practical mile. Um, I don't know how many in the room understand the difference between practical and short route miles. Do we get that? Yeah. Uh, so we pay by practical mile. A lot of other carriers pay on short route miles. What we find is that difference can be, depending on part of the country that but you're getting paid practical mile, you can be getting five to eight percent more miles that you're being paid than if you're paid by short route miles. And so as I look at that now and look at what our pay scale is, our uh, our pay scale with these pay changes for our, our base pay scale for our, our over-the-road driver, the biggest part of our fleet, um, our pay range now is going to be 51 to 60 cents per practical mile. When you look at that on a short route mile, that's 55 to 65 cents on a short route mile. So you got to be careful sometimes when you're hearing about what other drivers are making out there. You got to ask them, hey, are you getting paid on short route miles? Are you getting paid on practical miles? Um, those other things uh, that, that come with that. Um, so make sure you know that we pay per practical mile. That's much closer to the, than you what you actually run than short route miles for, the, for the, many of these who have been paid on short route miles, uh, maybe at other companies. Good questions. Question is, uh, of course, and we, and we have a lot of trainers that are in here today, are we raising trainer pay? Um, 
at this point, um, we're raising the, the, the mileage pay, rate of pay for all of our trainers. We're not ra raising the weekly rate of pay. But if you think about this for our trainers, you are some of our best mileage folks. Uh, and with you out there with your trainer and getting some extra miles from them, I'm betting you're going to get that quarterly bonus. So I think you'll get another an extra advantage of being a trainer by hitting that 30,000 or 28.8 if you're a Schaefer driver per quarter and getting that extra two cents for all miles that you're out there. So good question. Any other questions from the room here as I look around? Yes, ma'am. So the question was, is can a driver pay for their own GPS on their own PeopleNet or Omnitrack system? Um, at this point, I don't believe we have that capability, but that's something I'll look into. I've not had uh, anyone ask that before. So let me see if that's a, a, a something that we potentially could do. Okay. Good question. Other question in the room, sir? Uh, yes, sir. It's been something like 15 years since y'all done a mileage bonus. Mm -hmm. uh, remember we all had it before. Right. And uh, so I'm wondering, because it's a three-month period that you're going to be doing the basic mileage bonus off your safety bonus, I believe you called it. Safe driver productivity safe bonus. bonus. You still have to be at 12 points or less on your safety. So at the end of that three-point period, that three-month period, how long is it going to take the process for we to actually see the results? Okay, yeah. Good question. The question in the room was, is with the quarterly bonus, how long will it take to process that quarterly bonus and get you paid? So what we're looking at right now, uh, and we'll certainly find out, and, and we've got a very good payroll team. I know there's always sometimes, uh, you know, little quirks that happen here and there. But overall, if you think about, you know, us processing payroll on a weekly basis, you know, for 5,400 drivers, they do a pretty good job overall. Uh, with, the, with the amount of processing being done. But our, our target and the, the team is committed to is that we will process that bonus payment at the same time we will process your second full week of pay after the quarter. Because we have to do that because you never know that pay period can end on the, on the first day of the quarter and that would be pretty quick to get it on the next um, pay one. So we need two pay periods that will do that. And just, to, just so you understand, because it's a bonus under the IRS regulations, that has to be processed separately and paid as a bonus. And so the withholding and everything else is with it, withholding is at a bonus level, not at your regular level too. Of course, um, many of you will get much some of that back as a refund when you have it at the end of the year if that's taxed at too high a rate, but we are required to, to withhold at a bonus level because it is a bonus payment. Okay. Another question in the room here, sir. Yeah. I'm Schaefer, so if I did 28,000 miles in my three months. 28,800 miles, just so, okay. Then I get paid for, like, say I drive 35,000 miles. Yeah. I get paid for 35,000 or just the money. Okay. Good question. So we have a Schaefer driver in the room here and says, hey, I make what do I get paid on? You'll get the two cents on the full 35,000 miles. It's if you, once you reach the threshold, we're going to pay the bonus on every mile you run that quarter. As again, as long as you're at uh, that um, 12 safety points or less. Thank you. Good question. You're welcome. All right. Here's some uh, other questions. Will the teams qualify for the performance bonus? Yes, they do. Um, they'll qualify that. We'll, we'll basically have to uh, look at the, the, um, uh, mileage target for that and essentially uh, we'll come up with mileage target for teams 
we, we, had, we had said, yes, we're going to do that. We haven't looked at exactly what that market mileage target will be yet, so we'll get that out there. And will the teams get the raise? Yes, the, the teams get the same two-cent raise out there as the, the solo drivers. So forgot to clarify that. So the question is, is how do we elect per diem? You have to complete a, a form uh, to elect per diem. There's a per diem election form. And then that form is submitted into payroll and they process it. That form's available at, at any of your terminals. Uh, you can fill it out, out on there. I know we have put some information out on the ESS site as well under the news feed, but the, you cannot just contact uh, payroll over the phone. You will have to actually complete a form so we can meet the IRS regulations for you electing that pay deduction and some of the state law requirements for you electing that pay deduction. So please reach out to your fleets team. They'll help you process that. Another question here. What form uh, will per diem be reported? Will it be on my 1099, a W-9, or a W-2? Per diem is reported on your W-2. It's actually, I think I have on right on here. Uh, it's, uh, it's reported as non-taxable wages, and it will be in box 14 of your W-2. I'm getting a little technical there, but as you, as you get your W-2s next January, February, that's where you will see it. How will vacation pay be determined under per diem? Very good question. Our, our process for, for, for determining vacation pay will not change. As you know, we look at your average pay over a 52-week period and divide it by 52, and that's your weekly pay, and that's what we pay you for that vacation. What's included in that average, though, will be two things. It will, it will be your taxable wage that you pay, but we'll also include that per diem. We're not going to short you that per diem amount out of that vacation. We know that that's um, you know, part of what you're earning every week, and so when we pay you vacation, we will uh, include that in that calculation. Now, one thing to know, when you get paid vacation, though, the entire vacation amount will be taxable because you cannot have per diem in vacation because vacation means you're not out on the road. Uh, so your vacation pay will be calculated, including that amount that's per diem. But when we pay you vacation, it's all taxable. So hopefully that answers that question. Other questions in the room? All right, I'll move on some, some here from uh, Facebook. All right. Any plans to increase our nights and weekend team? Yes, <laughs> we have uh, had plans for that, and we actually did increase the nights and weekend team, but then unfortunately we had um, some turnover on that. You know, all of you know uh, the economy is doing really well, and there's a lot of job opportunities out there, and just like you know, we know your job is challenging. You're out there working seven days a week, all times of the day. Um, it's a challenging job and you, you deserve pay increases like we have here. And it's, and it's hard and difficult to attract more good people to become drivers. It's also hard to, you know, to attract good, talented people to other uh, of our um, positions here at, at Creek Carrier and Schaefer Trucking. And nights and weekends is one of those time periods that's more difficult. Typically, most people that aren't like all of you want to work, um, you know, that Monday through Friday and that, you know, seven to four, eight to five type time frame. So to find those good quality people is a little bit more difficult. But yes, we have added more positions to that. We're filling them up. We've hired a number of newer people here recently. Now we have to go through that training process. And so we are doing that right now, and we're hoping, you know, that we get those people up to speed and out there to serve you. But the other thing we're trying to do is with our daytime folks is to say, let's try to get as much done with all of you as we can during the day. And a particular uh, initiative we're taking on the Schaefer side is 
we're wanting our operations team, your asset manager to look out and say, I want to look at all my drivers that are emptying out between now and 11 tomorrow morning. And to the extent I can, I want to pre-plan every one of those drivers today before I leave so that if they come um, empty overnight, uh, they don't have to, and we don't have to put that workload on the off hours team if I can get that done right now. So hopefully, uh, particularly for the Schaefer drivers, you're seeing more pre-planning out there. I would tell you to the extent you can, if you have any challenges, any concerns about anything, as much as you can get uh, taken care of during the day, when we're fully staffed, when you have your own asset manager, reach out to them, try to get it done. And then we can have the Knights um, you know, handle the things that go wrong, uh, handle some of the emergency situations, the, 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 the issues that do come up, unfortunately, and they can focus on that and get you moving. But yes, we do know we need to improve that area and we're working hard to do that. What is the time for, for projected new trucks um, on some of our dedicated fleets and our other fleets? So as many of you know, as I talked earlier, we are buying primarily Freightliner Cascadias right now and earlier in the year. So typically what we do is we, re we replace a certain amount of our trucks every month, try to keep a constant flow of trucks so we can trade out of all of our trucks between typically about that 475,000 mile range between 450 and 500. Well, earlier this year, Many of you know uh, Freightliner was switching over to a new model of Cascadia. So we went to a period of time where we weren't receiving new trucks. Well, that got us behind. And what that means is some of our trucks now are out there at closer to 500,000 miles um, because we uh, were delayed in getting new trucks. We got a batch of new trucks. And we also got a batch of 150 um, Kenworth trucks. Took a number of those trucks off the road. Situation we're in right now is we're now having slower deliveries from Freightliner again. Um, they were having some uh, new truck delivery challenges, so we've had a, a slowdown again. Uh, we're still getting trucks, it's just not at the pace that we've, we're wanting to. So it is still taking a little bit longer to get new trucks on the road. So I can tell you, we're working to get them. As soon as we're getting them, we're getting them prepped and getting them turned, and we're starting again with the highest mileage trucks, no matter what fleet they're on, if they're on a dedicated and over road or other fleet, and working that mileage back down to that to that range um, um, that we normally trade our trucks off again, which is about closer to that 475, that four year, 475,000 mile range. So good question. We know it's an issue and we're working hard with our manufacturers to, to get that done. Question here on per diem, will per diem impact social security? I'll give you a, a really straight answer here. It depends. It depends on your own personal situation. So much of per diem depends on each one of your individual situations. That's why we try to put a lot of information out there. I'll talk about Social Security um, quickly. So Social Security, when you retire, um, and again, I'm not an expert on it, but this is how I understand it. Social Security, when you retire, the amount you get paid is based upon your 35 highest earning years. So if you are paid by per diem, yes, your wages for that year will be less by the amount of per diem you're getting paid. The question will be is, will that impact you overall? And that depends again, how many years you're getting paid per diem, what you've made in the other, for those of you who've been with us for a while, in the other 35 years that you've worked or other that you've been working, um, it may or may not impact you. If you're earlier in your career and, and you're earning a lower wage, um, but you may have a lot higher wage in the next 35 years, it may not impact you. If you're at the end of your career, maybe you got three or four years before you retire, 
you may have had 35 really good years and taking per diem for the last couple years isn't going to lower that average much. But again, you need to look at that for yourselves. Uh, it does lower the amount that is paid in to Social Security when you take it, but how that impacts you at your retirement time is an individual thing. What we know a lot of drivers do that have per diem is take some of that savings that they get uh, from the tax benefit, put that in their 401k, and they figured out that they're actually ahead uh, by what they can invest in their 401k and the general return that they get in a 401k over time. They'll get more from that than Social Security anyway. But again, that's an individual decision. I, I'm not a tax advisor. Uh, I, I can't help you on that, but that's generally what I know. So good question. Will per diem impact my profit sharing? Again, yes, it could. So as you know, profit sharing is calculated based upon your total compensation. That's your share then uh, of the profit sharing is based upon your total compensation. But it's your total compensation compared to everybody else. So if we have, you know, you know so we have 5,400 drivers at 4,000 elect um, per diem, everyone's compensation uh, as it's reported on W-2 for profit sharing is going down. So your share could stay relatively the same, but I don't know that. It depends on the number of people that elect. So yes, uh, it could have an impact on your profit sharing. Again, like social security, if you think it's gonna have, um, you know, that impact, um, you know, you can then take some of that savings and put it in the 401k. I will tell you, um, you know, we, we've uh, we've been very fortunate. I think the last couple of years, we've eight million uh, in profit sharing last year. I think seven and a half the year before. Can't remember exactly, but all close between that seven and eight million. And so we've been able to put good profit sharing amounts uh, in all of your accounts every year. It it would have some impact, but my guess is it would not be significant. So, a few more questions here. I know we're already at forty minutes. Typically, last about a half hour. Um, let me see what we got. Um, so, so there's a question here about new, new drivers coming on board and sometimes uh, some of the challenges that they have in the first couple weeks of the transition. You know, you, you, you leave a job, um, sometimes, um, you know, that initial week of pay because you're in orientation, all we, we pay orientation. Um, and, and we pay some of the top orientation pay in the industry, but the time you get in the truck and get out there and then you get out, get in that second week, um, second week and, and still maybe have a challenge because you've only got a couple trips. How do we help that transition uh, into that for that new driver? Well, one of the things in this new compensation program that we're doing for new drivers is our starting pay now um, will, will, will be going up. It'll be going up by a penny um, and that second penny that uh, we've uh, giving to our existing drivers, we're not we're going to give that to to new drivers when they hit thirty thousand miles. But on that second paycheck, we are going to provide three hundred dollars of transition pay. And what that does is really takes some of that pay and pulls it forward because we know sometimes it's really challenging for you as you come into that transition to get that. So in the end, you'll be getting the same when you hit thirty thousand miles as our existing. Uh, as a, as a starting driver would be with the, with the pay increase we've done. But we understand that transition can be challenging, so we're gonna pay some of that money uh, in that second week to you to help you with that transition. So hopefully that'll be helpful to the new drivers that come on board. All right, I think we're down to about our last question here. Um, are, uh, are toll rates going up and, have, and are we changing things with tolls 
uh, in the New England states? The answer is yes, toll rates have been going up all over the country. And so as we continue to look at toll routing, um, we, we do factor that in, but we do factor in time, out of route distance, all the safety, all the things that would impact you. So um, we are continuing to monitor tolls as they go up. The impact that has on our routing software is that still having you take that toll road or not. And so something we continue to evaluate, something we also go back to our customer with as well, is if, if they're on a lane that has, sees a significant increase in tolls, uh, we, we ask for a rate increase to help us offset those toll increases so we can continue to run those tolls and get their uh, freight delivered timely. So yeah, there are continued challenges with costs. I mentioned that earlier, fuel's going up, toll's going up, cost of equipment's going up, insurance continues to go up. We continue to have a lot of, of headwind, headwinds on costs. To the extent you can help us out there, we do appreciate that. So with that, I'm, I'm gonna wrap up just a couple of things. Um, I'm gonna remind you, um, you know, we really couldn't be who we are without all of our people. You know, trucking company's not made of trucks, it's not made of trailers, it's made of people. So we really do appreciate everything you do. I truly believe we have the best people in the business and we are the best trucking company in the business. We don't have to be the biggest, we aren't the biggest, that's not our goal. Our goal is to be the best. Hopefully with some of the information you shared, I shared with you today, you can see that we're, we're trying to live up to that goal of being the best trucking company in the business. Just being the best doesn't mean we're perfect though. Um, we know we have challenges. We wanna learn from those challenges. We try to learn from those try challenges. We try to do things to make, uh, make things better for you. One of the things I ask all of our drivers, all of our team members for that manager is if you are having a challenge, please communicate. Uh, we don't know if there's a challenge if you don't communicate with us. And you know, again, this is a company that's, it's a family company. It's an open door policy company, which is truly an open door policy company. If you're trying to communicate with your, your asset manager and you're unable to get an issue resolved, you know, talk to the operations manager, talk to your fleets manager, give me a call. I'm happy to talk with you. If we're having a challenge out there that we need to get fixed, we need to know about it, we need to work together, and we need to get it fixed. The last thing I'm gonna remind you of is remember you've got that double referral bonus. Um, we got a lot of great opportunities for a lot of great drivers. We really do want our new drivers to come from referrals. Think about it. Our recruiting process now, it's different than it was five, 10 years ago where our recruiters were, and we were able to go out in truck stops, meet drivers face-to-face, -face, get to know who they were, we don't get to do that anymore. We see a driver either um, how they look uh, basically on a computer screen through the data that we get on them or from a telephone call. You're seeing the drivers out there. You're talking to them at shippers and receivers. You're seeing how they pull in, how they pull out, how they act. If you have found a driver you think you, you know is one of those drivers you'd want on your team, please get them to us. We'll get them on the team. We have a driver referral app. If you go to the, the, the app that's out there, the Creek Carrier app, there's a referral button, makes it real easy. You put in that driver's name, their phone number, your driver code, that goes right into our recruiting group. They take over from there. If you have any questions about a driver that you referred, call into our recruiting group. They'll let you know what we're doing. They'll work with you to help get that driver on board. So with that, I wanna say sorry for going so long. Uh, I know I talked a lot today, I apologize for that. I do appreciate you listening and I appreciate everything you do each and every day. And most of all, please be safe out there so I get to see you again soon and your families get to see you the next time you get home. Thank you. Here, we got a little bit of noise in. <laughs> <laughs>